Her tiny window looked out on the dark forest, the foreboding, enclosing, primitive Canadian forest. She hated it, and always would. She had never been to Ireland, never touched what her mother called the sacred soil, but she had promised her mother that she would make the trip one day. Alone among the numerous siblings, she had absorbed her mother's wild tales of the Emerald Isle and dreamt of the day that she would return. Drenched in diamonds and fine silks, she would sweep upon the condescending charity school and the arrogant church that had between them conspired to destroy her mother's soul, and full of pride and arrogance, she would announce her name and the name of her mother. She would tease them with alms and offers of donations, and then withdraw the offer at the last moment. They would crawl in the dust. Was there dust in Ireland? Probably not. Her mother spoke only of rain upon endless rain and lush green fields. They would crawl in the mud, and she would laugh and offer a few scraps of her benevolence, leaving them hopeful that she would return another day. Once again, she cursed her wandering, dreaming mind, a gift that was sometimes a blight from her mother, weaver of words, and forced her thoughts back to her immediate concern. How could she have made such a mistake? daring to confront the old man. How could she have been so proud, so vain, and foolishly unafraid? Her mother had told her many stories of the landlords back in Ireland, the evil English men, and as she related the tales, old and new, the bitter, hot, salty tears fell on top of her daughter's red head. But all was for naught, and her daughter had forgotten. It was near dark. Night came late at this time of year this far north, but not as far north as the Emerald Isle her mother spoke of every day of her life. The family in the big house they called a cottage had finally settled down to read or write letters or play cards. Dinner over, the cook and her helpers collapsed by the scarred table with thick chipped mugs of sweet tea, and at last she had been free to escape to her own little room, finished for another day. She let the curtains drop, and walked to the table where she kept her few belongings. She unscrewed the top on a bottle of cologne he had bought her, touched the open end to her index finger, and dabbed the moisture behind her ears and at the throbbing pulse in her throat. This was the only present he had ever given her. He didn't want anyone to wonder how she could afford anything too nice. Footsteps on the path, kicking last year's dead leaves out of the way. The dog was with him, chasing squirrels and chipmunks through the woods. It would be war soon, they said. Even after the horrors of the last one, the men's eyes glowed with the excitement of it. The women, young and old, rich and poor, loved or not, those with and those without, knew that the men were all fools. It was time. The footsteps had stopped. She stood tall, braced her thin shoulders, and placed one hand over her belly with a memory of the prayer she had abandoned as her mother died. Chapter One A chipmunk dashed out from the shelter of the undergrowth directly into Elaine's path. From high above, an enormous dark bird swooped silently over the roadway on wide serrated wings and snatched the animal in its heavy talons. The pert little mouth stretched into a death scream. The hawk watched Elaine where she sat, shocked in the illusionary safety of her red BMW. 
The hawk grinned at the prospect of the meal to come, and perhaps in enjoyment of the crushing of a life in its powerful claws. In the days to come, Elaine would replay the scene in her mind, over and over. The hawk and its prey disappeared behind a line of naked trees, without a sound. Unsure of where she was going, Elaine had been driving so cautiously that a gentle nudge of the pedal sufficed to slow the car down. She pulled over to the side of the dusty road and took a deep breath. As her heartbeat returned to normal, she checked the scribbled directions one more time. After several false turns, at long last, this looked as if it might actually be the place she wanted. A handcrafted sign had been nailed to an old pine tree on the other side of the road with the single word Madison written on it in flowery green script. A narrow driveway ran under the tree, and beside it sat a handmade wooden garbage bin freshly painted.